Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, you're listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Marketing Talk podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason Wright and Brandy Montambo. What's going on everybody? Jason Wright here. And I am proud to say this is episode number 174. Getting up there. Getting up there. And I've got another awesome guest with me today. And no, Brandy is not on this episode, but, 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 her and I have recorded a new episode, which will be coming out soon. So she is back with a vengeance. Back with a vengeance. Kind of a new format on that episode. Curious to hear what you think. Anyway, this episode this week is going to be brought to you by FunnelBuildingForProfit.com. If you guys have ever wanted to learn how to build online sales funnels to generate leads or more sales for your business or for your clients, this is a great place to start. If you go to FunnelBuildingForProfit.com, you will get three free videos from me and an awesome surprise gift. I'm going to tell you right now, that gift is access to our Facebook group, which has been a really, really hot spot of activity and learning lately. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Check that out. All right. This week, I've got a good buddy of mine on the podcast. Um, we have a really good conversation, which you will see. And I just, you know what? I'm feeling super inspired lately, super energetic. You just have to keep going, people. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what you've tried, what you want to do. Everything comes down to taking action. I just feel really, really convicted about telling you that right now. Got to take action. Take action. If something doesn't work out for you in two weeks, don't give up. You know, it's amazing how quickly people give up. Seriously. Two weeks is not an attempt at a new business. Sorry. Anyway. All right. Um, talk to my buddy, Corey Richard today. Let's check out that conversation now. What is happening, everybody? Jason right here. Still no Brandy. Brandy, are you ever coming back? Are you? Got an awesome guest with me this week. I've got my buddy Corey Richard from Dream Ventures LLC. Let me tell you what I know about Corey. Corey is a really awesome dude. He is a Facebook group growth hacker, which I've never talked to one of those. We'll get into some of that today. And his business is in the vacation and travel niche. That's, that's what I got for you, brother. Welcome to the show. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jason. No problem at all. So I know a little bit about your backstory, and I really like it. It reminds me of mine in a lot of ways. Uh, tell us just a little bit how you got to this point in your life in the entrepreneurial journey. Sure. I, I personally love this question, and I'll do my best to summarize it the best that I can. There's obviously, with any story, tons of details that you can put in there. So I grew up in a family from... Boston area, Massachusetts. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So my dad is a retired veterinarian. He owned his own practice for 30 plus years. My mom is a children's book illustrator, painter. My aunt is a sculptor. My grandmother is a painter. And I just grew up around that type of thing. Never in the back of my mind though was I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to, I want to own my own business and do my own thing. I went to college for broadcast journalism. So mm -hmm. this type of thing, what we're doing with the headsets, 
I was calling basketball games for the University of Miami. I was doing football games. I was doing women's volleyball, baseball, and I wanted to work for ESPN. I mean, that was always my dream. Any guy that's been really into sports has always had at some point in their life, at least in my opinion, wanting to do something in sports. I did that. I interned with ESPN and realized that I didn't want to do it. I just, I got there. And I also double majored in economics at the time. And the only thing that I remembered from all the classes I ever took was supply and demand and how the supply of these jobs in sports was so low and the demand was so high that that was just a competition that I just really didn't want to jump into, the personalities, all that. Uh, so I left school. I ended up starting a mobile application company with two of my friends failed. It was a group decision-making app, learned a ton about teamwork, the right people to work with, people, number one, going the extra mile and people that don't. And I was working with, with some people that didn't necessarily do that. So I learned that I, if I want to make something happen, I need to do it. I need to figure out how to do it. And I need to figure out the right people on how to do that. Um, so, I mean, that, that's the, the summarized version of the backstory, but been super obsessed with personal development, self-growth, and that's the reason why I've always stuck on this path and haven't given up after multiple failures and finally seeing something work with this growth group growth hacking that you called it. It's been really, really self-inspiring, so to speak, just to see something work and for people to get value from it. That's beautiful, man. I love a few things you said. One thing that really resonated with me that I want people to listen to is you had the dream about ESPN and then you tasted that and decided you didn't like the flavor. So many people talk about what they want to do, but they don't even, they never even try it. Right. You know, what a scary, I just talked to somebody about this yesterday or today, but I used to work in the publishing industry and I'm kind of going off track, but I'll bring it back around. I promise. Unless of course I don't, but um, I talked to this author one time and she had been working on her book for like 50 or 60 years. And I was wow. like, is it a really long book or help me understand? No, I'm just trying to make it perfect. I'm just, and as I, I dug into that, I said, what's, what's really going on? Well, I'm just scared about what people will think. Okay. So you're 75, 80 or near the end of life and you haven't published this book. And I said, I can't remember her name, but I said, you realize people will judge you whether you do or don't publish the book. Like you can't avoid what people think. So you just need to do things for yourself and see if you enjoy it. You may publish right. this book and be like, it really didn't, wasn't really that exciting for me. You'll never know unless you do it. So uh, that's kind of my point there. But I love the fact that you're not scared to take risks and you have to experience to figure out what you like. So it's beautiful, man. I love Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. And people won't know this about you if they've never seen you, but Corey is one of the most natural dudes I've ever seen in my life in front of a camera and a mic. So <laughs> comfortable. I mean, just absolutely in his element. So very, very cool. So tell me a little bit about travel. Where did that passion come from for you? And I'll tell you this, I never got it until I started to get it. Like I was always like a stuff guy to a point, like I want kind of a fast car. I want a couple of nice things. I wasn't crazy about it, but now that I'm 37 and uh, I've, I've seen life, you know, change a little bit. Now I'm an experienced guy. Now I'm like, no, cause at the end of people's lives that you never say, man, he had a nice watch. Like, Hey, he did these cool things or she did these cool things. So I realize right. experiences where the values at and travel offers that. Definitely where it came from. For me, it's, it's actually a combination of two things. The first thing is one that a lot of people get once they experience it. 
And what that was for me was two trips in particular. So one, I went to Israel five years ago and I'm Jewish. Got to take advantage of this free trip called Birthright. If you are Jewish in America and you have a chance to do that free trip to Israel. So at the time I was working at a small ad tech startup company, literally like, I think at the time it was like six, six of us, six, seven of us. And my bosses at the time, they said, Corey, you got to take a vacation, man. Cause I'd been there for a year and a half and I hadn't taken a vacation. So my bosses literally came up to me and said, Corey, you need to take a vacation. So if that's any indication of what my work ethic is, yeah. things that I believe in, I mean, that's, that's what it is. So they said, Hey, take a vacation. I thought about it. I'm like, Oh, I should go on birthright. I was like, all right, well, if you want me to take a vacation, I'm going to go take a vacation for two weeks. So I left, left the country, had an incredible time, came back. And that was really the, the starting itch for me. Cause I'd never been out of the country like that as an adult in my life. And then flash forward, I want to say, what was this? Like two years later, I'm at another company called HubSpot, marketing automation, lead gen software company up here in the Cambridge, Massachusetts area. I end up being the number one business development rep, which is a fancy term for wow. cold, cold caller yeah. in my entire division for the entire year, came in with the best, uh, the best combo of attainment, which is how much your quota is versus how much you brought in versus what that, um, versus what the total number was. So I didn't bring in the most amount, amount of money, but my attainment number was the highest. So that's why I just got, I just got really lucky. Yep. But uh, the point of me bringing that up is went to Lisbon, Portugal for free with 300 people from my company that were all in President's Club. Right? Wow. And that was yet another experience of being out of the country now with a ton of my friends who I already knew and they really do it up for you at HubSpot. If anybody ever has an opportunity to work there, go for it because it's absolutely incredible. They really teach you how to, how to learn, how to push yourself to your absolute limit to get the best out of yourself and they reward you for it. So got to go to Lisbon, Portugal and just see things and do things again as an adult now out in Europe, never has happened before. And just got to experience things. And ever since then, I always had this itch inside of me where I said, I need to see more like you just said, Jason, getting those experiences in, going and seeing things, it changes you, it culturizes you, it makes you become way more grateful for what you have in this world, living in America and having so much and the family that I was brought up in, it just makes me appreciate it a lot more. So if I was thinking of anything, to do with my life, it was why not do something in travel? And it just sort of turned into something like this uh, through a lot of other failed business ventures <laughs> in travel, if you can believe that, it's just a trend here, uh, that eventually led to where I'm at now with my travel group that has over 10,000 people in it. Yeah, awesome. Tell us a little bit about that travel group. So the travel group, it's called Travel Secrets VIPs. And where the idea came from, one of my other marketing mentors in my life had um, gotten me interested in a network marketing opportunity in travel. So brand new, I wanted to try it out. I'd been in a, in a former company in network marketing and travel. It didn't work out. This one was a little bit different. I won't go into the details of it on this call. But my mentor said to me, he said, Corey, we got to get people into groups because groups are where you can form real like real relationships with people it's not a facebook page which is here's my brand this is what we're all about and you're talking as the brand with a facebook group you're talking as the as the administrator of the group as you 
So when you said that I'm natural in front of a camera, first off, I appreciate that. Second off, that's because I went to school for it. And thirdly, that's what you allow, allow yourself to do inside of the group. So we grew this group to 10,000 in just under three months. And the way that we were able to do that was a little bit unique in comparison to most groups is because we found a partner they're called Advertising Boost that has these vacation incentives that I had been trying to figure out how to leverage for probably six or seven months. And then all of a sudden, just through experimentation, I realized that having a group and using a product that is high value plus high quality and legit and running them as contests, you can get folks to start inviting more people into your group because you're giving out something that they really want. Mine's a travel group. What do they want? They want to travel at a discount. And if you have access to those things, but you keep them high value where you don't give them out to everybody, it creates this craze that gets people wanting more. And that's how we were able to do that. There's obviously a lot more nuances to that whole system, so to speak. But at a general level, that's what we were able to do over a three-month period. Yeah, what's really cool about that is the Facebook page. Uh, I can remember when Facebook, like everybody's marketing was like, like us on Facebook. And a lot of people still do that, but they don't realize how little value that actually has in terms of engagement. I think the number is something like what 1% of your followers will see your Facebook posts on your page. And like you said, it's really difficult to actually build an ongoing two-way conversation with a page. Like there's people that do it, but it's hard. There's a lot of people who aren't doing it. But like you said, so before you and I uh, talked about these groups uh, here recently, Corey's launched a kind of a growth hacking Facebook group to show what he's doing. And I've jumped on board. But before that, I've, I've tried a few groups and, you know, just kind of put them together and didn't really do anything with them. They just kind of sit there. Um, I do have one called, I think it's Indiana Golf Group. And it's just because I golf. I'm in Indiana. Another one's called Smoked to Perfection. And it's about grilled meat and uh, barbecue. And that's fun, you know. Love that. But it's, uh, you know, just completely interest-driven stuff. And then because of Corey here recently, I've launched a Funnel Building for Profit. I said, you know what? Obviously, I know where my value is with my clients. But what if there's other people that want to make extra money understanding what I understand? And it turns out there, there, there really is. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to follow your lead and engage with them with the video. And I've got some ideas that I actually want to run by you off the air. They're pretty crazy, but I think I might be on to something cool. um, as far as like literally just teaching people how to do everything I do for free. Here's everything. And there's there's kind of a model there. But I know people can make make money with what I'm doing. I mean, that's how I got out of corporate America. So I think for any business, um, a group is really, really smart. And, and there's a lot of different things you can do with them. You can do, like you said, the private group for the mastermind, the closed group for kind of, you got to give me something to get that. I think that's where um, a lot of value is for, for me right now as well. Do you think the travel incentives would work in a group like mine, even something so different? I mean, the best question for that is, do people in your group like to travel? Yeah. Don't maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. Got to ask, a, right? It's a, it's something that we all do. I mean, whether or not we're super passionate about it yeah. or not, it, it's something that we all like to do. Yeah. And keeping it high value, not giving it out to everybody, making it very special and making it random. Yeah. Yep. 
Absolutely. And I think that I've even noticed there's value. I did a Facebook live the other day at like midnight and like one guy was awake and I said, wait, maybe I should tell people a week in advance when I'm going to go live and just do an ask me anything type of Q and a, yep. you know, and if people want to know about what you're doing, like that's hugely important, you know, because yep. people are willing to pay good money for consulting, but if you give them info for free, I mean, that's really helpful for people just getting started. So I think you're onto something here, my friend. I think you're onto something. <laughs> Thank you. And funny enough, when you when the fact that you just mentioned the ask me anything, I just launched one of those. I'm doing one in my group tomorrow, which is the first one that I'm doing. And to your point, I mean, just getting on getting on air, answering questions, having a dialogue. That's the yep. big. That's also a big factor about groups versus a page that I didn't mention before. Yep. And it's a piece that I really push hard in my group because so many people are afraid to get on camera and embarrass themselves. Right. Yep. But that embarrassment, if it happens, cause you're going to say dumb things at times, obviously you need to watch your mouth and not say anything super idiotic. Cause then you're going to lose everybody from your group and no one's going to trust you, but yep. just being yourself and creating this, it's almost impersonal because you see comments come in on a feed and you're responding back to the comments. So it's a little bit impersonal in that way, but it creates this dialogue that creates a connection. And when somebody says, um, pretend that I'm you, you're like, Oh my God, Corey, you just, I can't believe you just answered my question. Yeah. Like that's, that's so cool. And I say, you know, Jason, this is, that's a really good question. Let me answer that for you. I really appreciate you doing that. And I have fun with it. I mean, everybody has to be their own personality at the end of the day. I am just an absolute maniac just in a fun way in my travel group. I simmer it down a little bit in my uh, marketing group, but yeah. I just am myself. And if you're yourself and you're creating this dialogue and you're helping people, that's the power of a group because you're nurturing relationships that are just not possible when you're hiding yourself behind your your company brand page name on Facebook. You know, what's funny is like you were doing a live the other day and I sent you a comment that said, it's just your brother. Like I said, what's up my Northeastern brother. And you like lost your composure and I love it. Cause it's so real, but right. I've had, a, I have clients that I've worked with for the entire year that I've never seen them because when we do zoom calls, they will not do video. And it's like, what are you scared of? What am I going to do? Point at you and laugh? Like, yeah just step out you know people love right. the authenticity why is reality tv so popular it's the same type of thing so right there's a, an entertainment factor to it if you're an entertaining person which we both are so um this is a kind of an interesting one for you you're probably not expecting but i think you'll love it um, talk to me a little bit about the right way to do affiliate marketing um, the right I know way well, I mean, because there's some they're pretty shady ways you can do it or some impersonal ways you can do it. You're not going to get great results, but I yep. think you understand this pretty well. Yeah, sure. So one, I can share an example from my travel group. Sure. So one of the ways to do it the right way is leveraging a program that you already use. You're not lying about the quality of it. You know, you can speak from the heart, especially when you're hopping on a live and people are seeing your true self. They can, people can pick up on if you're BSing them or not, like yeah. very easily. Yep. So one example from my group, and as of now, I mean, again, my, my group had started just over three months ago. So I'm just in the process of scaling, if you can believe that. And, by, and one of the pieces of that process is scaling my affiliate offers. And what I learned was, and this was, I believe, I think we had like 7,000 people in our group at the time. I reached out to this company called Dollar Flight Club, which is 
a program that is a technology that finds mistake airfares. So it's scraping Google flights, it's sending you emails of, uh, Jason, you're flying out of Indiana, and here are all these insanely cheap flights that are flying internationally, domestically, and it's being sent to your inbox every single day. So I had been using that for the last six months. I hadn't jumped on one yet, but it's been mainly a, an aspect of inspiration for me, not to steal a word out of, out of your playbook, but <laughs> it's, it's been more of a motivator, inspir, uh, inspiration, because I see these come in and I'm like, I want to go there. I want to go there. And it makes me work harder, which might sound strange, but that's one way that you can do it. It's, it's using t uh, tools, programs, software, systems, what have you, that you have already tried out. You know that they're quality and you want to give it to your group because guess what? If your group realizes that it's not quality and you've never tried it, there goes a lot of your credibility and your trust. All the time that you put in building up this group, all of a sudden people aren't going to trust what you have to say. And that's the last thing that you need when you're building up a group, especially when we're doing things like this on Facebook Lives. What I was also able to do, and this isn't necessarily the right way, this just makes it more unique. So I reached out and I said, Hey, Dollar Flight Club reached out. Just There's an email on their website for partnerships. So I reach out to the partnerships at Dollar Flight Club and I say, hey, I have a group of 7,000 people that all love travel. Would love to think, would love to discuss opportunities to capture more customers for you and help your business and figure out something that's mutually beneficial, which is something all businesses love to hear. And we got on a call. We talked about it. And he vetted me, I vetted him, and then eventually was able to get a 40% off discount code that's completely unique for our group. And everybody in our group now gets 40% off. It's a, it's a cheaper product anyway. I mean, it's just a, a very simple technology, but it's on an annual renewal. Uh, I believe the total cost for the year, it's an annual membership of $40. So you're getting 40% off. It comes to 24, it becomes a no-brainer. So if you can generate unique partnerships you can use products yourself already, so people will trust you because it's coming from the heart. Um, and you can just get something that's a no-brainer, that's perfect and perfectly aligned for that product market fit in your group. That's at least the playbook, very simple playbook that goes on in my mind of doing it the right way, so to speak. Beautiful. And I'm actually, what is today, July 31st. I need to book a flight to Boise from Indianapolis about a month from now. So if you recommend I go through that to book my flight, I'll do it because I got to figure that out. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Could find could find something that works. Awesome. Um, this is something we've talked about a little bit, but I, I just feel strongly about it. And, you know, it's like if people are scared of something, like I don't know what it is, but some people, I got to tell you a story. I don't know if I've ever told this publicly, but you'll like it. So the voice of Siri, the voice of Siri, her name is Susan Bennett, I believe. Okay. Okay. Once upon a time, this is probably being, so I remember who was working with me then on my team. This is probably two plus years ago. She agreed to come on the podcast. All right. And like a week before she was going to come on the podcast, she's like, I've got to back out. And I'm like, you need to reschedule. She's like, no, I need to back out. And I said, why? I'm just, I'm scared of hearing myself on a podcast. You're Siri. What are you talking about? <laughs> so she literally never did the show with me. And I was like, there's no video. It's just audio. She wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's, it's just weird to me that people who want to grow a business online will not step out of their comfort zone and get in front of a mic or a camera 
So with that being said, segueing into this, how important do you think video, live or not live, is for marketing, any kind of business online? Huge. I mean, it's everything. I, I, mean, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the percentages are now, but with Facebook, I mean, their algorithm, it's going to show more video. I mean, it if you loves through, that live. Yeah, video. if you scroll through your feed, I don't know what the percentages are, but I want to say it's like 60, 70, 80%, somewhere in there, is going to be something related to a video post from either a friend or a sponsored advertisement. And the reason why that is, at least in my opinion, it's because it captures your attention. It's moving, right? You're scrolling through this thing. You're in a flow. You're not even really thinking, right? Most of us are just using Facebook to pass time. Um, which is a whole other thing. When you start using Facebook for your business, that's yeah. when you've crossed over. But I also fall into that that uh, that just scrolling through, and you stop when you see things that are moving. There's text that's changing. It captures your attention, actually gets you to stop, and that's why video to me is the most important thing. And then it also related to Facebook groups, just allows you to show who you are. I mean, we're doing this podcast right now in my bedroom, right? And I pointed that out to Jason before. I'm buying a, I'm buying a green screen. <laughs> I bought one today so that people know that I actually am professional. However, that has actually worked in my favor, especially in my travel group, which for the most part, it's 45 to 64-year-old women, funny enough from the Midwest, Jason, there that are in my group and they love it. Like they make comments like, oh, did you make your bed today? Like, oh, your room looks messy. Like there's all these funny comments that come yeah. in and they do it to get a rise out of me, but it makes me like become more of myself. And yeah. that's why I've been able to generate such passionate followers in my group. I mean, yesterday, just random example, um, I started using chatbots in my group. So one piece of feedback that. that I got Appreciate you watching out. Um, watching you <laughs> I love it. Vice versa. Yeah. And I got a chatbot going in there because I got feedback, which is also one of the most important things with groups, is that you can get feedback so rapidly on anything. You don't know where to go. You don't know what product to make. Throw out a poll to your group and say, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, and Z. Which one do you guys like the most? You'll figure it out right away. You don't have to guess. You can save time, money, and effort. So that was one of the tips that I made inside of my group. I'm doing 30 days of tips right now. I think that was day like two or three. Mm -hmm. uh, but where I was going with that is I got feedback from my group saying, oh, Corey, like I, I don't know when your lives are happening. Um, I'm, I don't know when these giveaways are happening. Because even though Facebook is going to show posts from your group more often, they're still getting blasted with a billion different things already that they've engaged with. So it's not just your group that's going to show up. You have a higher probability of showing up, but I move them into that chatbot system so that they'll actually know more in real time when things are happening. But most of the folks, let's say, those are my passionate followers. So generated 50 leads in under 24 hours so far. I know that's not a lot when you think about the entire group. You did it in five hours. <laughs> I think I was at like 30 something in five hours. Okay. Now we're at like 50 nice. something. So it's slowed down, but you jump on a live, you talk about it again. You have an announcement at the top of the group that says, click this link. More people are going to jump on it. Yep. So very helpful. I know I just went in a roundabout answer there. Oh, I like it. You know, you can even piggyback that chat button notification with text and email as well. You can make all that happen. So oh, yeah. very, very cool though. Um, let me ask you. So there's, there's a lot of people that 
there's a lot of people out there that, that envy us in the way that all oh, these guys work for themselves and life's nothing but, you know, freedom and stuff. And the reality is it's, it's, it's hardcore. I mean, it's a, it's a lifestyle. Yep. It's, it's definitely got its pros, but there's some super challenges as well. Uh, just kind of thinking about that newer entrepreneur, that person looking to step out or make some money, uh, what three tips would you offer up? Cause you've kind of done this and failed and done this and failed. And I think that's beautiful. I actually told my wife a week ago, we were talking about somebody, I don't know who we're talking about, but I won't tell you. But um, we're talking about a specific person. I said, you know, this person has never experienced struggle or failure. Yeah. And for that reason, if there was some kind of a competition and I was up against somebody who had never gone that, I would destroy them because you become a different version of yourself, a better version of yourself after you pick yourself up after being knocked flat on your back. So what three tips would you offer other entrepreneurs looking to step out or start something on the side? have crazy optimistic faith that things are going to work out. I've been, I don't even want to say lucky because there's so much more that I could add to this answer. Jason, it's, it's insane. But the reason why I say have crazy optim, like crazy optimism and belief is because when I left, so I left HubSpot that I mentioned before where I went to president's club, I was doing really well. People literally thought I was nuts. They're like, what? this place has always voted one of the best places to work. Like in all of America, you're doing really well and you're leaving. It's like, not good enough. <laughs> right. And what people don't understand is I was just grinded to the absolute bone, but that's why I will always praise HubSpot because it taught me how to work smarter. It did. Like you have a lot. The I wasn't the guy making the most calls, but I was the guy that qualified the best and got the best opportunities in the door for the guy that was the real sales guy at the time to close it when I was a BDR. When I became an account executive and I was running the whole process, I already had the framework in place of, I got to bust my ass. But when I left, why I want to tie this back to number one, which is optimism is when I left and I tried this drop shipping stuff, I failed. I ran out of money. I had a certain amount. I was living at home with my parents and for anybody that's lived at home with their parents in their twenties, I mean, first off, I was incredibly lucky, but secondly, you can get really frustrated at a lot of different things. Um, primarily, <laughs> don't have a place that you can casually just bring a lady back to um, in your 20s, which I didn't have at the time. Um, but when I started looking for jobs again, I had an arrow on my back. And that was something that I need to be very transparent about and have people understand that I had an arrow on my back of this kid's unhirable because why would I want to hire this person? who just left to start their own thing. And first off, can they be managed? And two, who's to say you're not going to leave again? So I didn't realize this arrow that I had on my back for doing that. And I was at a point where I was almost desperate. But number two, outside of optimism, is network a hell of a lot. A hell of a lot. One of the reasons why I started this this, uh, group Growth Hackers, part of it is networking. I mean, the main thing is teaching and creating a business out of it and providing value. But another piece of it is, is literally just networking with really smart people that are all doing really amazing things and becoming friends. Because when I did leave HubSpot and I was looking for a job, there was a guy that I sold HubSpot to that I was about to work for remotely selling leadership development software, which I'm super into. I mentioned personal development before. Mm-hmm. So it was super up my alley. I liked the guy a lot. I love what they were doing. Super small team. I could work remotely. And that job would never have even come about unless I reached out to like 200 people on my LinkedIn when I was desperate. 
and just asking how they are. This was the one guy that said, Hey, Corey, great to hear from you. What can I do to help you? And I'm like, what? That line, right. And that line like stuck with me and I'm like, should I just ask him for a job? And I did got a job, worked for a month and then things just ended up working out from there. I didn't end up working full time there. I took another opportunity that randomly also just came out of nowhere. An old company of mine got bought by Wayfair. That tech company that I mentioned before got bought by Wayfair. My old co- uh, co-founders call me up and they say, hey, Corey, I don't know if you're looking for a job right now, but I think this thing you'd really like, you don't have to kill yourself selling. And I'm like, what? But it all just came from, I just know that things are going to work out. Always. Like they've, it's always been like that, no matter what the struggle is. It's always been like that. And through being a good person, building up this network, and the last piece of it, work your ass off. You, I have stayed in so many weekends. I had, there was a two and a half year period when I, where I was living at home with my parents trying to start. I, moved, I lived at home with my parents twice, by the way, in my 20s at separate times. Fantastic. I have the best parents in the world putting up with me. Um, but for two and a half years, I mean, I pretty much put myself through my own MBA program. I have a bookshelf over there of about 30 books on everything from like lean startup, marketing, legal, accounting, anything. Exactly. And I became obsessed with learning, personal development, development, Brian Tracy, Napoleon Hill, Wallace Waddles, Les Brown. I mean, all these people that just got me on the path. So crazy optimism and belief in yourself. Build an amazing network of people being a real person and genuine friendships that are willing to help you and then work your ass off. And if you have a willingness to learn, it's all just going to work out. Yep. That's... It's phenomenal, man. That's uh, I have a public service announcement too for you. I've just become the first member and the president of your personal fan club. So really well said, man. Uh, you remind Thank me you. a lot of myself, which I, I don't say to be weird, but it's a, it's a big compliment because we're, we're cut from the same cloth. So yeah. a lot of people don't get a lot of that. They, uh, they're negative about everything. And it's like, you're literally shooting yourself in the foot and cutting your legs off. Stop saying that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because my wife by nature is not an entrepreneur and I can think back to some extremely hard times where it's like, Hey, we got the mortgage coming, no money for that. We got the car payment and she'd go into panic mode. And I would be like, I have no choice but to speak a solution into existence. Yeah. You know, literally preparing for that opportunity, not yet seen. And somehow they would always present themselves. Weird. Sometimes it was another couple hours on LinkedIn reaching out to people. Hey, what's new? What's going on? Or, you know, just, you just have to put in the extra effort. You got, I mean, between, you know, Gary V talks about this, between all of the technologies available today, what would like Rockefeller or Henry Ford, what would they have done with this technology back in their day? Those guys My didn't God. even have this stuff. I know. I mean, it's unbelievable. So uh, somebody reached out to me the other day on my Facebook page and this person's reached out to me before and I hope they hear this, but they're crazy. All right. And they're like, Hey, there's no phone number on your Facebook page. And I'm like, we're talking through the chat bot. Like, what do you need? No, I need a phone number. You said there's supposed to be a phone number. There's no phone number. I don't need you anymore. And I know who they are only because I've talked to the chat bot before, but I've never met this person, but here's what I do know about them. They want to generate money, but they're unwilling to do anything about it except complain. Yeah. It's like if you go to my website or a million other websites and you read, there's enough information out there to go build a six-figure business. You just have to digest it and apply. That's it. There is no secret, but so many people just want to put all their energy into complaining and tearing people down. So, 
I've also learned that there's no singular guru that's going to help you become rich. Like I've learned from so many, so many different people and have bought so many courses, thousands of dollars worth of courses over the years. And I'm sure you have too. You are some a course degree, guy. Jason. I remember that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I mean, not to put in my own, um, my own uh, promotion real quick. I did just put, put together, I just, put I did just put together my own course on how to grow a travel group in to the same extent that I have, there's no guarantee or anything, but I put an action plan in there. So it was about time that I have learned from so many different groups that it was time to put together that framework that worked for me. And then, like you said, once you apply it, you can go back and there's so many pieces of technology where you can look at all your top posts, you can rank it, you put it into an order, a system and make it so much easier. And also one other thing that I wanted to mention was last year I went to a conference by Brendan Burchard, who is a personal development speaker. He's not um, a Tony Robbins, but he's probably just below a Tony Robbins in terms of uh, well-knowingness. And I went to his High Performance Academy, and it was there where I realized, holy smokes, I, I need to put together my own Instagram. Why am I not doing that? And I created this persona called Positive Corey. And what I did, and just through a lot of different hacks and things that I learned over the last year or so, I've grown to 15,000 followers. Wow. And I have people from all around the world that I just, for the most part, I just repost a lot of just amazing quotes that resonate with me. And I have people that reach out to me from like India, South Africa, other cities in the US that I, I've never even met. And they're like, oh my God, like I really needed this today. Thank you. And it's just me. So that's really who the persona is. Like if you ever watch me in my travel group, that's positive Corey. When I'm in my growth hackers group, that's a form of positive Corey. Like that's me. And I created a, a, my own persona through a social media to have a, a point where I'm giving out good. Because as we talked about before, the whole law of attraction aspect of things just like showing up at the right time, the more that you're doing that, at least from my perspective, it sounds like it's the same for you, Jason, that the more you receive, so it's something I do almost every day. I just repost a bunch of uh, a bunch of amazing quotes that resonate with me that day on my story and get hundreds of people that watch it and a select few reach out to me, but I know that I'm getting good back because people need that. I love it. Paying it forward for the human race. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So we're recording this July 31st of 2019. This will air in August. Uh, what's next for you for the rest of 2019? What's on your radar? Ooh, that's a, that's a loaded question, man. <laughs> do with, do with it what you want, you know, what is on my radar? So I mentioned before that I'm in scaling mode for my business, scaling mode. And I'm going to talk primarily about the travel group. Okay. So scaling mode being, I had this crazy influx of people. The next point of scaling is automation, which I've been able to do. I brought in four moderators from my group, which is a whole amazing strategy for folks to leverage as soon as possible to really start the automation approval process on posts, getting people into the group without you being the only one to do it. But now I'm at a point where I want to start automating the commission aspect on the affiliate side. So I'm reaching out. I already have a list of 10 to 20 companies I'm going to be reaching out to and getting unique offers and figuring out ways to automate that process through a variety of marketing systems. So the main thing for me on the business side of my life is generating a more stable income stream through affiliate offers that my group wants, 
teaching more in my growth hackers group and almost documenting what I'm doing in my travel, in my travel group, in the, uh, the, the group building group. And then also traveling around the world, man. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. It could, but my ultimate goal is to become a travel influencer, which I'm well on my way to becoming. And I've had the opportunity to connect with, and that's a whole other group of folks I'm going to be connecting with. And some I've already connected with, which are people that have already done that. They already have courses on travel hacking. They already have programs and being able to partner together and find more people that want to take advantage of that while leveraging other people's knowledge to become that. So that's the, the big crazy goal for the rest of this year going into 2020. But the more short-term goal is getting more automation running inside that travel group and then catching up to speed in the group building group and getting a, a larger audience there and providing as much value as possible. I can't wait to see what happens for you when you, you break that 100,000 member mark in your group. Seriously. We'll see. Within a million. I mean, can you imagine literally uh, 10x whatever you're experiencing now and then 10x again? I mean, that's that's like you have such a pedestal to influence and impact people from a fun side and a financial side. You can just do so much cool stuff with it. So. Definitely. It's through people like you, man. I mean, I, I mentioned before, like my number two was networking. I mean, I've been fortunate. We've been fortunate to meet through Upwork. Yep. I mean, I, we did a project together. My I needed, favorite coffee shop in the world. Yeah. I needed your help. And all of a sudden we just became friends and I really liked what you were doing. You really liked what I was doing and here we are now. So I, I know that I can't accomplish anything without the help of others and not just others, but others that are not only smart, but kind. I mean, people in my travel group don't know everything about marketing. They don't, they don't know, let's just say they're not marketers. They're great people, super kind. I love all of them and I always say that, but not all of them are into marketing, but that's okay. But for me, what I'm looking for, just genuinely positive people and then business people. And business people need to fall into that genuine, kind, optimistic group or else I don't want you in my life. There's plenty of people out there that I can find. Facebook has over 2 billion people on it. And I'm just a crazy networker going into a bunch of different groups uh, to really bring them into my group, into my network. And that's one tactic that I could just throw in there on how to build your group at the very beginning, which is just going into groups that are relatable to what you're doing, becoming friends with people, giving value. And having them join your group for free. And then all of a sudden you have a new lead for your business. And Absolutely. they aren't just a lead. They're now somebody that you, at least in my opinion, desire to become friends with and truly want to help. And that's where you're going to find the most success. Absolutely. Amen. If somebody watching or listening, since we have YouTube and the audio only, would like to learn more about you and what you're doing, where should they do that? So they can do that. The easiest way is to join my group growth hackers, Facebook group. So just group growth hackers, search for it on Facebook, join it, answer the two questions, or I will not let you in. The two questions are what niche are you in? And what are you struggling most with, with group building? And you could say like, I don't have a group. That's perfectly fine. But one thing that you'll learn, as I mentioned before, is feedback with groups. It helps you figure out the right direction and the right content to create for your group. So that's the best way to do it. You can also friend me on Facebook and you can also join my travel group, which is called Travel Secrets VIPs. So there's a link to the travel group inside of Group Growth Hackers on Facebook and you'll be able to connect that way as well. And if you give me the link for the um, 
the group growth hackers. We'll put that in the show notes for you as well. Perfect. You can also follow, you can also follow me on Instagram at positive Corey. There you go. Well, awesome, man. This has been a, a great episode. I uh, feel really good about the content we just created and I think people will enjoy this for forever. So thanks very much for coming on, man. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me, Jason. This was fantastic. This was the first group building focused podcast I've ever done. And I'm just honored that it was yours and you're number one. Thanks, man. Thank you for your time, your input, and your expertise. If you guys want to check out the show notes for this episode, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com forward slash episode 174. We will have links for Corey's groups and all that good stuff that he talked about there for your convenience as well. And kind of the way I started the show is the way I want to end the show. I hope hearing us talk today inspired you to do something or to revisit something or to take a chance on something. Right? Nothing worthwhile comes from nothing. It requires effort. It requires chance. And you never know how something's going to work out for you until you try. Right? Failure is not the thing you want to avoid. It's the thing you want to run towards because failure is learning. Failure is real life experience. And that is always more valuable than any certifications, degrees, or anything like that. Thank you guys, always, as always, for listening. I um, hope you check us out next week. We've got a bunch of good podcasts coming, more good stuff coming. So see you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the show. To keep up with everything that we're doing, please visit intentionallyinspirational.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out our video podcast on YouTube. See you next time.